Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Evolving Soul here on Blog Talk Radio. Um, Evolving Soul is a spiritual talk radio show and podcast dedicated to spirit and the many aspects of spirituality. We want to provide spiritual resources for the total transformation of mind, body, and spirit. The radio show will highlight interviews with spiritual lecturers and teachers, providing readers with a targeted insight of such teachings which ideally will help people to live more of an empowered and authentic life. I am your host, Anthony Morocco, and it's good to be back. I mean, it's really good to be back um, here on the air. Um, I had to take a little hiatus there since, I mean, this is really actually, I know it's March, but it's my first show of the year um, just because I've been, uh, actually the first two Thursdays, my nights of, of um, just doing the show, I've been busy doing um, demonstrations in the beginning of the year, so it's good to be back. Happy New Year's, everyone. I never got to say that to anyone, but I, you know, let's just get right into it. I have a special guest here um, tonight. I, I met Joshua John. It was funny because uh, when I when I posted about this, someone on my Facebook said, "Oh, you know, you two have very unique stories. So, you know, no wonder why you you guys have found each other." And I was actually going to go back and comment, but I didn't have a chance to. But I met Joshua John. Oh God, it's got to be four or five years ago now. Uh, we'll, we'll bring him on and talk about that. We both um, studied with Lisa Williams, um, and we met each other in Chicago, um, where where um, we kind of finished off our course there with Lisa. But Joshua John is a psychic medium. Oh, by the way, he has a really unique story, too, as well, so that's, that's what I love um, about him. But Joshua John is a psychic medium who communicates with loved ones and angels from 17 years, 17 years in foster care, and he was in 33 homes. Joshua has gone... Uh, his whole life without a without a family, or to bring people, only to bring people closer to theirs. I don't know why I can't read off my screen here. Joshua is known for his evidence and his readings, and his compassion to bring love into every reading. JJ's mission here is to help heal, guide, and direct people in all fashions of life. He not only works full time as a medium, but a social worker and community outreach coordinator. 
JJ has spent the last six years focusing his life by healing those who need it, uh, need it the most by doing countless private readings and unique and special group readings. Within the mess, there is always a message, and he always asks, what's yours? Um, I could definitely attest to, I mean, I see him all the time on Facebook. He's always doing something with, with the community there, and he's always giving back in some way. Without further ado, let's just bring him on here. Uh, Josh, are you there? Hey, man. Yeah, what's up? How are you? I'm I'm good. You know, today's just been an uh, amazing day, uh, just all around. So, and this is one of the things that I was I was looking forward towards the most. And and I just have to say, you know, um, it's funny that you that song that was playing, you know, as the intro. And you know, as mediums and spiritual people, we always look for signs. And I don't know if that that's the song that you guys always play. Um, but you know, the journey don't stop believing. And it, it's so true, you know, you, I always think about don't stop believing, you know, that you're on the right journey in a sense, you know, don't, don't stop believing that you're on the path that you're supposed to be on or that, you know, things are happening for a reason. But yeah, so I, it was just really perfect that that song came on. <laughs> yeah, it's not, uh, it's the show, it's the one that I use for my show. I don't know what Pat Longo uses or MC uses mm-hmm. or Stacy uses. The show that I, I like to use with mine just because I found it like in the orchestra type of a thing, but um, it was I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's probably because again it is that thing of the don't stop believing um, type of a thing. But Josh, how long ago did we we meet? What was that 2013? Yeah, it had to be uh, I think four years ago. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll tell you, you know, um, yeah, it's been crazy four years, a good four years, but yeah. You've been up to so much, too, as well. I mean, I see you. I just got to give a shout-out, too, to you because mm-hmm. it's something that I always wanted to do. I haven't had a chance to do it yet. It's something I'm, you know, not on my bucket list to say because I don't want to only do it once. I want to do it a bunch of times. Uh, um, so, but it, it's you know, you, you constantly giving back to the homeless, you're, you're, you're making bags, your goodie bags, coats, whatever the case, it's something that's near and dear to my heart. So I just got to give you a, a shout out for doing that. Um, I just, I know you just did something like that again, because I've seen you post about it and you're always looking for things. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, if I could ship them across the country, I would, you know what I mean? So, but it's something I always want to yeah. you know, kind of go down to New York city and, and kind of walk around and, and do sometime to to might as well. Maybe that's that's my goal for this year of doing that this this next winter because it's already been warm here. But yeah, so let me yeah. give you a shout out there. Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean I'm I'm very uh, I wouldn't say pride. I don't have pride about what I do, but I'm very uh, thankful that you know I've had the the drive to do it. But um, you know I'll, I'll just speak on it briefly. So I started something. Uh, it was originally called Meals on Heels because I walked around everywhere. Uh, but now we've changed it to Operation Meals That Heal um, because it was brought to my attention that I don't just give out meals. Um, but whenever we do it, so to date. Um, in the past three years, we've handed out over 1,500 uh, lunches that have had either essentials, um, you know, for whatever type of weather it is. This past uh, one that we did uh, was in January. On January 1st in Oregon, there was a huge ice storm the day after. So just mind that. Um, but on the day that we went and uh, gave them out, we had three wagons. We had a a car pulling a trailer. We had over 190 coats, 300 pairs of socks, 160 lunches, I believe, um, hand warmers, gloves, 
there's messages within each bag saying like, um, you know, local resources and how, you know, an uplifting message as well. And this is all about uh, donations. You know, I don't accept money. Um, whenever people are like, oh, I want to donate, and I say, okay, great, you know, go out and, and get something and then bring it in, you know, because it, it offers a different type of vibration and thought when you go out and consciously do something rather than just give money at the same time. You know what I mean? So I, I want mm -hmm. people to have that um, the reaction of going out and consciously thinking of, of you know, an, uh, somebody else in a sense. Um, but we, we're doing it again April 1st. Uh, no, excuse me, April, wait, what month are we in? March? So yeah, April 2nd um, on the Sunday. And, you know, it's here in Portland. Um, I started this uh, three years ago because the holidays, and we'll, I guess, get to my story, but the holidays were always hard for me. Um, and so I thought about instead of being depressed and angry about what I didn't have, I tried to think about what was the one thing that gave me hope during the holidays. And I remember being young and living on the streets and someone giving me a care bag, you know, something that had food and something to eat and, and a loving message. And I, I said, oh, that's it. You know, and so I've been doing this for the past three years, um, you know, quarterly throughout the year. But I, I encourage anyone to, you know, team up with an organization. You don't have to start something, but team up with someone and, you know, go out there. It, it, it's, really, it's really impactful, the stories you hear. Yeah, like oh, God, I can only even imagine. Josh, I mean, obviously it's near. You know, I'm sitting here thinking about it because, you know, near and dear to my heart is you know addiction, is drug addiction, is people that are, you know, can't afford unfortunately rehabs or detoxes because that's where I came from. And I clearly, you know, as I read your bio and I know some of your story, um, you know, you you went from you know 33 different homes, so you have you know this is near and dear to your heart. You know, like, I was thinking, like, when you were saying this stuff, too, I was like, you know, I always want to, you know, as I progress in mediumship, I want to, you know, eventually do demonstrations or gallery events and give proceeds and start, like, you know, a 501C or, or a charity of some way and put proceeds into people that can't afford rehab and maybe send one or two people into a drug treatment oh, wow. one year type thing, you know? And so this is near yeah. and dear to your heart, so I see where that. But what was, I mean, give our, our listeners, I mean, the phone lines are lighting up here. Talk to me about, you know, I know you have this really crazy story, you know, <laughs> but how did it yeah. come about? How did mediumship come about for you? Um, oh, let's geez. just try to start in there. Yeah, hey, you know, my story's kind of long, so I, everyone get ready to kind of just sit back, relax, and um, hopefully no, no tears start rolling out uh, of my eyes, but... Um, so I, I went into foster care at the age of two years old, um, and I was in the foster care system, obviously, for 17 years, uh, 33 different foster homes within that. Um, the amount of, of abuse uh, and neglect that went on um, from, you know, sex trafficking, I've had three knee surgeries, three eye surgeries, um, I still have a broken jaw, um, you know, being, you know, molested and raped multiple times, uh, you know, by my own biological brother, as well as foster parents, and um, people, I mean, up until I was, I think the last time, you know, it happened when I was 15, but, like, it, it was a very um, dark, dark, dark childhood. You know, most children, um, and I say most as, uh, you know, think about what they're going to uh, do at school. They talk about their friends, of camps. Um, you know, my thought every single night was, where am I going to sleep? Am I going to be in a new home? Are these going to be nice people? Um, am I going to have to be fearful? You know, every single day of my life was wondering if I was going to eat that night. Two years, you know, going through foster care, I was sifting through garbage because that was 
the only source of my main food that I was getting because my foster parents weren't letting me inside until I was or until like three o'clock in the morning. And so, you know, for me, it was, it was always a struggle for me. It was always trying to make sure that I had, it was survival. You know, I was always in survival mode. I, I never had, you know, new clothes, new shoes. You know, I, I went to school um, always hungry, always depressed, you know, but at the same time, I was always that kid that was happy. I was always that kid that, um, try to make people laugh. Still to this day, you know, I, I, my aim is to always make people smile, feel loved, feel engaged. Um, and so for me, you know, I went through those 33 homes not knowing that this was for a reason. You know, I remember being, you know, 10 years old at, at Christmas and sitting back and looking down between my knees and all I had was a notebook and a pencil that I got for Christmas and watching these kids open up their presents. And it wasn't the, the presents. It wasn't the material things. It was looking at their satisfactory happiness in that moment, looking at mom and dad and, and running up to them. It was you know, the, the, the mere, Hey honey, how was your day? I never, I never had that. I never had someone show me how to brush my teeth or, you know, make sure that I was taken care of, you know, the, the, growing up and realizing that you never had someone ever who truly cared about you is it's heartbreaking. And, Oh, I am going to start crying. Um, but for me, you know, I, I made sure at the age of 15, that I was going to stand up for myself. And I record one day recorded my foster parents um, on a tape recorder, what they were doing to me. And I, cause I, at some point I just knew that this wasn't love. This, this, this isn't right. And which was hard for me. And so I went to my DHS officer, I, I put it on his desk. I said, this is what you, and I finally had a voice. I said, this is what you've been putting me through. And he listened to it and he was, you know, dumbfounded one. And he was like, Oh, what do you want me to do about it was his first answer. And which was wrong. Um, after that point, um, I went from foster home to foster home, you know, cause I was 15. So I was considered at risk, uh, and, you know, pumped full of, uh, medication and that stuff as well. So at 15, I, um, at 16, I got my first job. And for those years, even going through uh, multiple homes, I really started to try to focus on school. And I went into my last foster home at 17. And this woman uh, took me as her own. I'm not going to say any names, but she took me in as her own. Um, I became Youth of the Year for the state of Oregon. I got to travel with Queen Latifah, Denzel Washington, uh, speak in front of hundreds and hundreds of kids about my story, um, you know, what I went through, being able to overcome it. I also um, went into this home and I was able to call someone mom for the first time. I was able to call someone family and I was 17 and it was, it was really hard, you know, that transition, but I changed my last name, my last name to hers. Um, and I came home one day, you know, she asked me to stay in the foster care system for an extra year. Um, and I, I, was, I said, fine, you know, sure. At 19, um, I come home one day from school and all of my stuff is packed outside on the doorstep at 19. And so the state had no, you know, they, they legally didn't have any ownership of me. I wasn't a ward of the state. Came home and she was like, oh, I don't need your checks anymore. You can get out. And so at that point, I... It, of course, it broke my heart. You know, I'm homeless now. I had nowhere to go. I'm 19 years old. 
And so I, you know, I, again, I went to my whole entire life. I've, I've believed in God and still do. Um, and I've always known in the depth of my soul, my being, that someone was watching out after me, that something was watching out after me, that I was never truly alone. And, and I think that baffles people. And I have coworkers, I have people who ask me, how do you stay so positive? How, how is it that you aren't, you know, a, a messed up? And the, the truth is, is I am messed up. I have so many triggers and emotional scarring that hasn't healed. Um, and so at 19, um, at that depth of um, not knowing where to go, I, I went back to my faith and I started praying to God going, how could you do this to me? What did I do to deserve this pain? What did I do to not have a family? You know, and it was, it was devastating to ask God that for, for one thing. And so I, I continued to go to school. You know, I, I got an apartment um, with um, who was my, my partner at the time and put myself through school. I was working two different jobs. And all of a sudden, during that, that three months, I started to become very, very ill. And um, I, start, I kept praying to God, you know, I want to know forgiveness. I want to know how to forgive. I want to know to let go of this. And I, I was in and out of the hospital for three weeks. I, I couldn't go to work. I had to do school from home, um, so I couldn't attend classes. And so I was gone for three weeks in and out of the hospital because I couldn't, I couldn't get out of bed. So this is where things get really freaky, um, is I, I started, you know, praying and praying and praying. And, Anthony, I, I, I don't know if you know, you know, when the, in the Bible it says that God can come in a blink of an eye. Mm-hmm. Well, for me... You know, I, I remember being in the hospital room. There, there were no, no car lights. There was nothing. But you know how if you're in your bedroom and, like, you turn on your light and then you turn it off really quick, you can kind of see the outlines of things? Like, it, it kind of that yeah, kind of yeah, haze. Yeah. Well, yep, yep, I, I remember yep. waking up and it being in the corner of my room in just a flash, but it was bright. Like, you could tell that something was just just there. Like, that's how bright it was. And I, I remember waking up out of my sleep and seeing it. So my, my eyes weren't adjusting to something that shut off. It was adjusting to something that I, that I saw. And so I, I knew, and in that moment, it was as if they said, here, you know, here's your life. Do, do with it what you will. And at that moment, I've never been able to feel that feeling again through all the meditation, through all the healing, through all ac- acupuncture, anything. I've never been able to feel that feeling I felt that one second. And what was truly amazing is that after that, two days later, a day later, I felt better. If anybody knows me, I love to eat. So I, you know, I, I had a burger, I had a muffin, uh, I was feeling fine. And so I, I wanted to go see my kids. I worked at the same uh, place with Boys and Girls Clubs of America for six years. And so I knew every kid in that building, first and last name. Um, so I, I went there and I sat down with my coworker and I said, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your grandmother. Are you okay? And she looks at me. She says, Joshua, you've been gone for three weeks. She passed away two and a half weeks ago. And I go, no, no, you showed me your wedding photo album, her wedding photo album, and how your guys' pictures were at the same place. And she starts crying. She goes, I've never told anyone that, let alone no one here at work knows that she's gone. And so, you know, that in itself was freaky. I was like, oh, maybe it's a coincidence. And then it was, I went to, I went to school. I went, I speak sign language. And so I went to ASL class and I was sitting next, uh, you know, across from my uh, my classmate, and I lean in, and in 
ASL, obviously you can't speak in the classroom, but I lean over and I go, how's your dad doing? Like out loud. And like the whole class, they go, oh, like, cause you're not supposed to speak. <laughs> so, um, she, she leans in, she goes, how the, how the F did you know that? And I, I, I go, what do you mean? She goes, my dad just passed away two days ago. And so I, I asked and I said, Oh, I, you know, I'm so, I'm sorry to hear that. And she goes, but how did you know that? And I, 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 I it's cause I haven't been to school in three weeks, you know, but I was like, Oh, yeah. you know, I'm sorry to hear that. And, you know, it, it just kept happening where I, I couldn't understand, but they feel, I was sweating. My friends actually gave me the term, uh, I would pit my clothes where I would sweat profusely. <laughs> I know this is gross, yeah. but I would sweat and I, I'm a skinny guy, but like, sweat so much in my armpits that they're they like, Josh, you're pitting your clothes because I had so much anxiety because I would feel all these energy. Well, I didn't know at the time, but all these energies, all, all these spirits, I mean, I would hear messages and not know what to do with them. I'd feel energies and not know what to do. Well, if anybody knows Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium, um, I saw her on TV, like just scrolling through the channels and, um, I, I hit my partner at the time. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's what I'm doing. I think that's what I, I am. And he goes, no, I, you know, I think you're a little crazy, to be honest. And so I, I, you know, I started researching and researching. About, you know, six months into it, I actually uh, researched so much that I found Pat Longo. And I call, um, and they said, oh, you're, you know, th- there's a long waiting list. You know, expect for this amount of time. I go, fine, you know, put my name down. I get a call like two days later. And that says, hey, you know, Pat had a cancellation. Do you want this? And I go, absolutely. So Pat, you know, tells me, which is amazing that she, now she's on this program. But, I, you know, she sits, she says, okay, honey, just sit down, lay down. I'm going to do a healing on you. And me not knowing any of this, you know, stuff, I go, a healing? Okay. And so she's like, oh, you know, <laughs> relax. Like, if you start to see colors, just say, and she, she said, wait a second. Before I begin you know, what's your story? And so I told her, and then I should say, okay, let me do the healing. Let me align your chakras for you. And then I want you to do a reading for me. And I, I said, you know, Pat, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't really know what a reading is. And so she told me, and she said, just go with what you feel. And I did. And at that point, you know, and I, I, I thank Pat so much from the bottom of my heart because she was the first person to, to help me understand what this was. And she gave me lessons and, and, you know, and really coached me on saying that you're, I'm like accepted me that, Hey, you're okay. You know, this is normal. This is something. And she believed in me and which was amazing. Um, After that, I had somebody told me to reach out to uh, Lisa Williams. She's doing a mediumship class in Chicago. And this uh, this is after a year of, you know, uh, with Pat and I go, okay, you know, I'll, I'll reach out to Lisa. And let me tell you, like, I did not, I think I was 19, no, I was like 20, I think freshly 20, 21 years old. And yeah, because I'm 25 now. And I didn't have, you know, I was, I was working two jobs. I was managing group homes for mentally ill. Like, I could not afford, you know, plane tickets, hotel. Like, I couldn't. And, you know, Lisa, because I get a call from her assistant, she go, they go, oh, Lisa really wants you in the class, you know, p- put this money down. I said, hey, look as much as I would love to come, I can't, I can't afford it. This is what truly showed me that I was in, in alignment with this. Lisa, and I'm going to say it because she, she did it. She not only believed in me, she called me personally without even, I don't know who this woman is, called me and says, hey, I want you to come to my class. You don't have to pay everything. 
And not only that, but we're going to help you in this, this, and this. She helped me in a way that I, I could not understand. Like, I cannot word. And the, the fact is that I go, she mentors us to the point of complete um, love is, is the way that I, have, I can put it. And so it was amazing to feel that energy there and to learn there, meeting you, meeting Lillian, uh, MC, uh, you know, there's Mark David. There's so many people there that uh, Lillian, uh, you know, or, uh, you know, Lindsay Marino, Lindsay. sorry. So many people, you know, that, that still to this day, we are still in contact in some way, supporting one another. And I think that, you know, building that family is so important. Coming back, you know, uh, doing readings and readings and, and growing on my own, but I would not have done it if it wasn't the, for the support of Pat Longo and Lisa Williams. The other amazing thing that happened, I want to just share this quick story, is I now have someone who I call mom and dad. I have someone who um, I call, uh, you know, I have sisters, I have brother-in-law, I have a grandpa, and I've never had. And I will tell you why this is so amazing. And so I get a call um, from Pat saying, hey, Teresa's coming to Portland. Just want you to know. And I look up tickets. I'm like, holy crap. Excuse me. Holy, you know, dang, like she is. And so I go with myself, um, my best friend, and my partner at the time. And out of 3,000 people in that audience, I was able to be read by Teresa. And I was one of the last people to be read. And all I told my loved one who I, I, I said, hey, I don't want a big, long message. I don't want something that's going to you know, be crazy. If I'm meant to do this work, all I want you to do is come by and say hello, right? So Lisa, I mean, not Lisa, excuse me, Teresa's coming down the aisle, and I, I just made eye contact with her. She looked right at me, and she starts talking, and you know, we, we stand up. She reads my best friend, um, and then she comes to me. And what's amazing is that there wasn't a big message. You know, my loved ones didn't step through as, um, as needed as, you know, others. But what she said at the end, he's just coming by to say hello. And at that point, she moved on. And I, I, I almost fell out of my, you know, out of my shoes, even though I was already standing. Like, it, it was at that moment that I was like, holy cow, like, this is, this is legit. Like, this is real. Like, even myself, who, and I do this, like, we're still skeptical people, you know, Anthony? Like, this, you know. And uh, so get this. So this, this, this family that was also there that night calls Pat and says, hey, I just had this amazing experience with Teresa. I want to know more. I want to learn more. And Pat goes, hey, I, I'm not a medium myself. Like, I, I don't do this work. I, I focus on healing. But I have an Oregon medium. Contact him. So this woman contacts me. Let's just fast forward three years, and you know now she's. I'm calling her mom. She calls me son. Uh, you know, like I've been in, at both of her wet, her daughter's weddings. She, my mom's going to walk me down to you know down the aisle, and it's because of spirit that I have gotten to this point that I have a family, I have someone that I can call on. So I went through my whole life not having one and, you know, helping others connect only to be patient enough. And I was not looking for a family. I gave up on that. And my mom and dad, well, who I call mom and dad, brought me in, gave me my first birthday party when I was 22, 23 years old, 22 years old. My first birthday party. It was a surprise birthday party, and like they've, they, she has supported me in every which way. Um, you know, a complete believer of this. And it's it's just funny that when you're not looking, and when you stop feeling as if you're the victim, 
you know, God really comes in, the Spirit really comes in and guides you. And it's because of this work that I have a family. It's because of this work that I have, you know, friends, you, you know, other people that I, I look at and admire for the work that you guys do and that we do, you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think you're a lot of the same way where, you know, when you give a reading, you never really truly accept a compliment in the way that, oh, and uh, this is just me personally, but when someone says, oh, thank you, and I go, don't thank me, thank your loved ones for coming, you know, thank your loved ones for, for stepping through. And, you know, I, I think it's so important as a medium, uh, as a person, that we accept every person, regardless of, you know, their um, – their background, regardless of anything that, and I, I want people to know this and sorry, I, I know I'm just talk, 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 but um, that when I tell my story, that my story is mine, you know, your story, Anthony, and your tra I wouldn't say tragedy um, because I don't want to put labels on it, but your personal hurt and pain that you've overcome and, you know, rose above and, and help, you know, that's yours, but no story is worse, greater than another. You know, I, I believe that we all have a tolerance of pain, and I believe um, it's emotional as well as psychological. Um, and I believe that my story is just mine, but somebody going through a divorce could be equally as painful as what I went through. So that my story isn't to diminish anybody's hurt or pain. All it is is to bring light to the fact that we can overcome our obstacles and don't feel as if our journey is completely done just because it's not progressing forward. Absolutely. And I'll tell you something that I, I had, um, so I, as a social worker, so I, had, I went with uh, fifth graders today and I actually told them bits and pieces of my story and we were on the school bus and the whole entire bus was just silent. I mean, these are rowdy, uh, Title I school, like just rowdy kids, you know, fifth graders. And they were dead silent listening to the story, to my story. And I, I told them, I said, you know, if I can overcome this and go through college, so can you. And I swear, like, on my soul that these kids, some of them were tearing up. You know, four of them were clapping. And, and the other girl sitting next to me goes, Joshua, that's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing you know, and then they get back and they're, you know, throwing paper balls and stuff. But the point of it is that, you know, they connected with something that was um, uh, raw. And, I, you know, I, I, I believe that connecting with kids and those, you know, the work that we do um, is very raw. It's very emotional. And mm -hmm. I, I think that as light workers, as spiritual people, we try to help as many people as possible on the most authentic level possible. And, you know, what I love is that we, we do as much as we can to, to heal that. Um, but all we can do is kind of guide them. We can't really take away their pain. Um, but for me, I had, to, I had to let go. And, you know, people say let go and, and let God. And, you know, and to some people who believe in God, um, I believe in God. I believe in spirit and, you know, as an umbrella. And... I, I do feel that once you surrender, you know, I know that those are one of your key words also uh, is surrendering. You, you surrendered. Um, and I, I believe that that is one of the most powerful words is surrendering because it's when your ego is so far gone that you're willing just to be guided. And, you know, that's, that I think is what truly um, can help us is, is surrendering. So, so let me <clears throat> let me let me jump in here and ask you about this. And and I, yeah. I <clears throat> I've heard your story, 
I've never, you know, we yeah. were supposed to sit down in Chicago and talk, and we just never had, like, the time ran out or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what it was, but it got crazy towards the end, you know, and and, uh, and then we, we didn't get a chance to. So I've heard your story, though, on other radio talks, you know what I mean? I listen in, because um, you've been on mm-hmm. the, you know, radio shows and all that other stuff. Um, and yeah. it is an amazing story. And the, the see where you are and the triumph of where you are, I didn't know the part, the end part of, of um, you know, of having the mom now, of of how the, you know, spirit worked in that way, how the universe guided you, God guided you, whatever. You know, when I say the universe, God, it's uh, yeah. the same thing to me. I believe in a God, um, again, and not yeah. in a, you know, in the same way that you do, not in some dogmatic, you know, man in the Excellent. sky that, that, that points, you know, <laughs> you good, you bad, and you do this, that, and that type of thing, you know. Uh, um, but... Yes. Uh, so I didn't know that part of it. So kudos to you for that. And and I know that you're engaged now and you're 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 set to get married, right? You have a date yet? Yeah. So we were. Um, our date is nine seventeen seventeen. So we're we're getting married in a in a barn, like barn rustic style wedding. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations to yeah, that. Yeah. So we're um, we're we're and, creating and so our here's family. My question. Here's one of my questions. Who is? I, I, I ask this question to everyone, you know, uh, you know, everyone I probably that that I get to interview, I, I well I usually try to um, ask everyone this question, and so we, you know, we we talk about surrender there, and, and we're on the same wavelength or, or vibration, whatever you want to say it to be, uh, um, of of how we live our lives in that way, um, probably because of coming through the shit that we came through, right? Um, but. Mm-hmm. In this day and age, you know, you see the new AG, you know, we create our reality, you know, and for someone that's been through the shit, literally, you've been through so much stuff, you know what I mean? Like, what would you say to that, or what is your belief around that? So I guess my question really is what I ask everyone, do you believe that if, do we create our reality, or is there some sort of spiritual destiny? Oh, you when know, I that's spiritual perfect, destiny, this... I mean, like, destined in the sense, like, you know, we, we you know we come from the spirit world. We, you know, we, we we're from there. We come here. We live a temporary life. We go back home. That's really our home. Yeah. So is there some are big things uh, planned out in some way, or you know, we had conversation with guides or God or whoever, angels, yeah. and and they're there to um and we kind of chose this life for our soul to live a lesson. So that's what I mean by spiritual destiny. So do you think we create our reality, or do you think there is some sort of spiritual destiny? Here, let me break this down because I, I, I believe that – let me break it down because I, I believe that this is a multifaceted um, question because I believe that there are different approaches depending on your background. But I can say from a two-year-old standpoint – let me actually go to an eight-year-old standpoint. I don't believe I was, I was creating my destiny to go through that uh, pain at that moment. Um, I don't believe I was visualizing the hurt and, and pain to – for a six-year-old, you know what I mean, um, yeah, or an eight-year-old. And so I, I look at the shit that we have gone through, and every person on the physical world who is going through, you know, uh, famine, people in third-world countries, people in, uh, you know, wars, I, I don't believe that we are wanting that pain. I do believe that our soul needs to grow. And in order for us to grow, we need to be, I don't want to say tested. I want to say we've been put into situations to see where our soul level is at, because I don't believe in a hell. I believe that there are different tiers of heaven depending on the soul's journey. 
So I believe that you don't just get one chance or you're condemned to hell forever and eternity. That does not make sense to me. <laughs> I believe that as a soul, we come back, we learn, we grow. But let me answer your question. I, I feel that you know, when we come here to the physical world, I believe we don't have a set destiny. I believe that we have exit points throughout our life. And I believe depending on our soul strength and the, the, the free will that we have, we either believe at those certain points or we keep going. I, I believe that the soul has, and that's where, you know, the thought of suicide comes in. You know, those, I believe, are exit points for a soul, almost like the end of a chapter. You can either continue reading or close this chapter to continue on to a new book, new life, you know, in a sense. And that's how I, I, I look at, like, suicide and, think, or you know, things like that, or people who passed away young. And because you think of kids being six years old or ten years old with cancer, you know, that's not yeah, – what, what is the soul yeah. really learning at that point, you know? Yeah. So and how and, they and then we have to th- – Right. And so I have to broaden my, spe- my, my spectrum of thought here. So let's say there's a 10-year-old going through cancer. I always have to remind people that what we go through sometimes isn't about us. It's about other people. We go through things for other people. We go through things so people can see to go, oh, my world isn't perfect. And sometimes they, that's when they think about people who weren't signed up for, you know, um, AIDS walk or breast awareness month, you know, who, who weren't focused on that. But because their personal family member went, or friend went through something, they go, oh, now it means something to me. So uh, I believe that sometimes our souls are put into our life for us to learn from. Does that make sense? Like I, I believe that yeah. sometimes yeah. we – I believe that there is a set um, – I believe that there is a life path and we choose to walk on it or veer off, you know, quote unquote shortcuts. But yeah, at the I mean, same you have time, free will. I mean, you know, we, we have yeah, free absolutely. will in the sense where if you don't follow the plan, you know, you're not, you're not damnation. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to be damned if you <laughs> do or damned if you don't. But there is, right. there is, uh, you know, I don't know. That, this is my belief. I, I, and you know, and it's interesting because me and you are, 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 are much of the same in the sense where, you know, we didn't ask to be mediums, you know, so that that's really where uh, probably why I wanted to ask you that question and get your take on it because we've never spoken about it, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. in your story here, you, you, you realize and you're praying and you're having these experiences and then this kind of happens, you know what I mean? So that's where I'm, where I'm saying is, and, and it's the same thing with me, you know, I get sober, you know, I was sober, went back out, relapsed. I mean, mo- you know, since I was 14 or 15 years old, I've been doing drugs, you know what I mean, and, and so, you know, in my 20s, I got sober for about six years, and then, I, you know, I go back out and relapse, you know, and, and for about two or three years, and have just really, really, you know, brought down to my knees, where I really surrendered there, and I started praying, I got sober again, and that's when mediumship still, kind of like, it was really interesting, because hearing your, your, that part of the story about the, you know, the light in the room, I didn't have the light in the room, but I heard, I heard clairaudiently, uh, um, direct voice outside of myself, which is very rare. You know what I mean? People think that mediums hear that shit, you know, and we really don't. You know what I mean? We hear <laughs> internally. But I heard, and, and, and it was funny because you said you never got it again. And I did the same thing. I chased it. I chased that. You know, uh, I, I would sit and meditate for hours, and why can't I hear this again? Why am I not having this experience? You know what I mean? And, and so, but in that same, you know, in the same retrospect, it's like, 
were following, or do you feel you're following what what is your true calling? I mean, you had enough signs, you get it. You know what I mean? Same with me. You know what I mean? But that's what I'm saying. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, there's the frustration around it in a sense where it's not really a frustration, but I always try to pinpoint it, like, because I don't think anyone anyone will ever be able to know or tell us. But you know, are mediums born or not created? Are um, you know, uh, when we surrendered, these things came about. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and you know what's interesting is I, I was actually, and this is probably very uh, kindergarten mentality here, but I was holding a crystal, which I, I, I don't connect with crystals at all, and that's fine, um, but I was holding one because I'm actually in my office, but um, and I thought about it, and I thought about the geodes, you know, the raw crystals, what's, what's really pretty on the inside. You know, I think about mediums in a sense, you know, being, uh, that's really wrong. I, I believe, <laughs> you know, thinking about a, a a, a talent on the inside or a gift, uh, something that you're, you're guided to do, being on the inside of that geode, and you really don't know what's on the inside of that until you crack it open, you know, you really, and it's never the same with any rock, with any person, and once you crack open that raw part of you, you, you are, are, you are guided to your gift. So I believe, and there are some people who don't go through traumatic experience. I believe John uh, Edwards, um, I think, or John Holland, one of them, like their mom or grandma passed away. Uh, like Teresa Caputo, I don't believe she went through a traumatic experience, but I believe that she dealt with anxiety that uh, debilitated her to some extent, and it, it put a, a strain on her. And after, you know, there's those raw moments for every person, even if we look at spiritual people, and uh, also that a lot of them come from, uh, very, very raw pasts. And I think that it depends because I do not believe everyone's mission is to be a medium. I don't believe everyone's true calling is to be a psychic. And I believe that there are people that we need surgeons. We need, you know, people uh, handling our, our, our bills. We need bankers. Like we, we need those things. We need nurses. And yeah, I agree. So I, I don't believe that every person needs to go and unlock, you know, uh, that spiritual um, psychic uh, mediumship, I believe that you need to be aware. I believe that every person should and can learn to be more aware, not so much learn to channel mediumship, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, and no, absolutely. I, I also, yeah, and so I, I believe that mediums, um, I believe each person has the capability of connecting with spirit. I believe that communication is something that is different within each person, just like how each medium works is very different. I don't know if you remember, Anthony, but the woman who used the blindfold while we were in Chicago when yeah. she did readings. Do yeah. you remember that? Yep. Yeah, we was just talking so about it. So every person, yeah, every person reads differently. And so I believe yeah. that every medium is different and just wired differently. So I don't believe that we are born mediums. I just believe that we have um, – uh, it, it just – it really – yeah, that's a tough one. I just really believe that it's more if you're guided well, think, to do that, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's probably born a medium because we all come from the same place, right? We're all, we're all just drops right. from the ocean. You know what I mean? So we're all born mediums. So we all have the innate ability within us. But 
I look at it in the sense where, like, exactly what you were saying, I think that the ones that will go on to probably represent spirit, maybe that's their life path, you know what I mean? And they're following them in some way. You know, that's their calling, you know? Just like, you know, someone that is just an amazing artist that's going to go and draw or someone that is great at numbers and become an amazing, you know, banker or, you know, accountant in some way. And, And I look at it in the sense where, you know, everyone can pick up a basketball, but not everyone makes it to the pros, you know what I mean? Not everyone... I don't see – that's even a bad way of saying it. It's a pros. Not everyone's going to go and do it professionally. You, you know what I'm saying? So I believe that everyone mm-hmm. has the ability, and, um, you know, I see that. You know, I teach classes here. I teach an in-person class in New Jersey. Um, I have now, you know, some mentorship, uh, some mentees from around the country where, you know, there are already, you know, mediums that are just wanting to go deeper and get better evidence and yada, yada, yada. And it blows my mind to work with them these past couple of weeks to see, like you said, everyone works in a different way, but just not everyone, you know, not everyone, everyone could go out and buy a basketball and go to the basketball court and shoot a, you know, try to shoot a hoop, but not everyone's going to go on and do it professionally. Not everyone's going to go on and do it. You know, I think that's, gotta, that's like a life, life calling. And I do think that, you know, people, uh, um, you know, that have gone through the most become probably the more compassionate people. You know what I mean? Like, look, shit, you asked me how I was, you know, in my 20s, the people that know me in my 20s that are still probably on my Facebook, you know, and they see me today or they see me posting stuff about mediumship and that, you know, they they probably think I'm out of my mind. Not because I'm a medium, because of who I was back then compared to right. who I am now after getting my heart cracked open, you know, and that shell cracked open and going through all the pain, all the suffering, you know what I mean, through hospitals, jails, institutions, and whatever else, uh, only maybe now to, you know, look at the, what's happening in our political world just makes me want to, you know, pull my hair out sometimes because I want to help and save the world. You know what I mean? And, and I know right. you're like that too. You know what I mean? And that comes from probably your suffering. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, just really interesting stuff. Uh, dude, dude, we got so many callers on the line. I mean, it's ridiculous. So I, I, I could keep talking to you all night. You know what I mean? Hopefully we'll do it again. I would love to also probably bring you on. I've been trying to – uh, I'm doing some. I've been doing some live stuff on my page where we could split the screen, and you know maybe I'll come on there. Oh, we'll, cool. we'll talk more in, at another time, um, too, as well. But uh, let me. You, you ready to take some calls? A couple calls, real quick. Here? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So let me. Um, let's let, let's see here. Uh, la 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 la. Someone. The well, two people just went over an hour mark. They've been waiting for. Wow. So we're gonna go with one of them. We're gonna go with. Um, Area code seven two zero three one five. You're on the air. Are you there? Yes. Hi. Hi. What's your name? Uh, my name is Laura. Can, can Laura. I just say I'm, I'm I'm so sorry for what has happened to you. I really am sorry, and God bless you both for doing what you do. God bless you. Well, well, <laughs> well thank you. Really God bless quickly. you. Do you Do you have a so, question, uh, Lori? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I am just wondering um, about a career for me. You know, you um, okay, um, I, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. You know, psychic uh, work is, um, I, I usually go through a mediumistic uh, connection here, so just bear with me. Uh, one of the things that I, I'm actually, so I, I don't know if you, I see you currently working at the moment, um, but one of the things that I also see is that, because I am noticing money coming in, but I feel as if though, and are you in administrative or corporate type of work? I'm going back to school to do medical. 
Okay. But at at the moment, what what are you doing? I just work for a little old gentleman. He's the cutest thing you've ever seen in your life. Okay. <laughs> little grandpa. Um, <laughs> so it, it's interesting because I, I do see, you know, more of a corporate type of feel with you. Um, so I, I'm not saying that the, the medical field isn't going to work out for you. Um, but to me, I, I do feel as if the income is coming in. Um, the other thing that I am being shown for you is that there actually, I feel that there's two people trying to come through. Um, and it, is this your second year in, in school or is this your second year kind of going back to school? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, one of the other things that I, I'm being shown around this, because I feel as if there's like, I don't know if there's like nine more months of this left, but I feel as if there's going to kind of be a hiccup here yeah. uh, because I see yeah. as though, okay, you feel that. Okay, good. Because I feel as though that there's going to be a little hiccup here, but you are going to be able to pick it back up is what they're saying. Um, so even I did. though that there is. I did. Uh, great. I did. I took uh, some time good. off and I picked it back up. Great. So, so with this, this the, the picking it back up, I, I, I do feel as though that you're on the right alignment with this. Um, even though that I picked up corporate world, um, not all things are, are very clear. But I used what to I do see, okay, that's that's where that the past is. So one of the things that I am uh, want to say is, well, February next year seems really positive for me, and I'm not quite sure why I feel as if like you need to go a whole year here. Um, but but I am being shown that this like this next year, I want to say around February. It's going to be a very kind of, um, uh, whenever I see gold stars, it means that there's a very celebratory type of month in February. Um, I also feel as if, I don't know if your birthday is coming up or like it, it just passed, but I feel December. as if like there, yeah. it's in December. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's not, not, not the connection. But I, I feel as if though that there is something uh, coming up as well that, that's going to be very celebratory as, uh, for My me. father's birthday. It, Okay. One of the things that I that I am being shown, though, with, with career, I don't want you to stress yourself out too much because um, I don't know if this means that you're going, like, forward nursing, um, but I kind of see, you know, a, a little um, – hold on. So are you a CNA right now or working um, kind of like the CNA I, type? I'm a CNA, and then I'm doing my medical assistant right now, maybe going on to nursing. Perfect. Perfect, because I, I saw CNA and then I saw one step up, which would be your MA. Uh, so I just wanted to, to kind of see where that energy was. So that was, for me, just means that you are on the right path, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Hopefully that helps. Good. All righty. Thanks for calling in. in. And, uh, God bless. God bless you. <clears throat> just going to roll through these here, Josh. Uh, again, if you when you guys come on, just have, you know if you have a question for Josh or if you're asking for him to connect mediumistically, just so we can kind of roll through here. Area code six three one three two seven. Are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you for taking my call. My name is Sandra. Hi, Sandra. Hi. Do you have a question or asking Josh for something? Um, you know, I'm pretty much open. I, if he can connect. Uh, whatever kind of message I need to hear right now in my life, that'd be great. Okay. Um, may I ask a question real quick? Um, sure. Now, it's, 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 um, so I actually feel, whew, I don't know why, but I, I did feel a lot of anxiety um, as soon as you started speaking. And I'm, I, it's not me. I didn't have that much caffeine. Um, but what's really interesting is I, I do see a couple people on the other side. So mom is still living? No, mom's passed. Okay, that's where the connection is coming in. Because I, I, I just wanted to – I don't know what this means. Hold on. 
Okay. Okay. So um, may I, I want to get to the, the person that they're talking about real quick. So I don't know if there's like a mother-in-law that's still living or why I see a mother energy still in the physical world. Um, but I, I'll get to that energy in a second. With mom that's on the other side, um, were you not able to say goodbye to her in the way that you would have liked? Well, I mean, I wasn't there for her passing, obviously. Um, but, okay. you know, I mean, I was there with her as she was as her health was ailing, let's put it that way. Okay. I just feel as though that there are some words that didn't get said or that you were unable to have the opportunity to speak the words that you would have liked is what she says. Um, I also feel as if though that her passing, uh, there was, two, I don't know if there's two complications re- related to her passing, um, but she's al- also making me aware, of, I don't know if there's du- dual diagnosis or why I felt as if there's two things happening at the same time. Um, she is also making me aware that I don't know if this is going to bring awareness to um, because I know that you said you didn't, you weren't there at the moment of her passing, but I do see you standing over her. So I don't know if that meant you got to see her after she passed away or you got to say goodbye yeah. to her. Uh, but she is saying, I want, I want you to know that I saw you there is what she says. So even though you said okay. you weren't there, she shows that you were. One of the things that she also makes me aware of is that, and I don't know where the um, – there's two names that come in here with me. I don't know if there's like a Cindy or a Carol connection. Um, and then I also get pulled to like a Lori and a Linda connection as well. So there's a C and an L name that she's bringing where I don't know if they're, I feel as if they're, they're on the physical world. Um, but one of the things that I, I am being, okay. And do you have a Michael connection to the, on the physical world? No. That she would be uh, re- either pulling up, um, just because she is bringing no. in the M name for me. Okay. Um, and I'm going to pull this back to your life, but one of the things that she says is that when she passed away that there was no fear, I do feel as though that you were able to tell her that she is going to be okay. Um, I also feel, as, I don't know if she had a sister that also passed away, but I am showing a sister energy yeah. welcoming, welcoming her to the other side. Um, and for you to know that she wasn't alone when she passed away. I am also seeing something about, I don't know if she was, uh, who the cheese snob was or why like cheese is really important to the family. Um, I, I do you understand that? Um, no, not really. I mean, my sister likes cheese, and my family probably likes cheese, so maybe that could be it. I mean, everybody likes cheese, you know, but for some reason <laughs> with your... I don't your, particularly your... have a cheese snob. <laughs> okay, but for me, like, when I looked at your mom, she just made me feel as though that, I don't know if this is more so about cooking, that you don't cook much for yourself anymore, or you don't do as much for yourself anymore, um, but whenever I keep pulling up uh, food, for me, it's about self-care, um, but I am being shown some reason your mom's sister's talking about, like, cheese, and I'm not quite sure why, um, but... Cool and I'll let it go, but one of the things that I'm, that I'm being shown for you on your, uh, for messages is I, I do feel as though that self-care um, is going to be very vital for you in the next couple of months. So I don't know if you've had some health scares or kind of some health concerns, but I just do see that you've kind of been changing uh, some things around your health. Does that make sense, or would you understand that? Yeah. Yes, that okay. does make sense. Uh, I was recently diagnosed okay. with diabetes, so uh, yes, I am changing some things, but I'm not one to really cook that much for myself. So, um, right. you know, I try to do well, healthy things, but, you know, like salads and stuff like that, I don't I don't really go out and cook a lot, maybe once in a while, but not too much. 
Okay. Yeah, because your mom is just being able to kind of show like this, this you not cooking it for yourself. And, you know, it's about that self-care, allowing yourself to um, have, you know, it's just what she kept showing. For me, it's just resembling uh, that, you know, she is there watching over your health, that she is understanding what you're going through at the moment, um, and that she is coaching you through this. Um, I do feel like there's an, I don't know if there's an apology from the other side that needs to come forward. So I don't know if this is from a father figure or why I felt as if I need to say I'm sorry for some reason. Um, but th there's just, hold on. It's not. Okay. No, this is, I don't, this isn't for you. Sorry. This, this is some, I think this is for the next caller. Um, because okay. I, as soon as I said that she, they said no. Um, but one of the things that I, I feel from your mom is that she wants you to know how thankful she is for the way that you commemorated her after she passed away. I don't know if this means that you kind of were, what do they call it? The executor or you had to make some decisions surrounding her passing or, um, yeah after she passed, but I feel as if to say thank you for the way that you did it. I don't know if you actually went against some of the things or you like changed something, but I just have to say that what you did was special and I wanted to say thank you for it. She also keeps showing me there being like a special bowl. I don't know if there's like a platter or like a bowl that sits like in your kitchen or like there's a special like vase or something that sits in your dining room area, but she is making me aware that you kept this little tchotchke for some reason and, and saying that it was important to you. Well, I have a lot of her crystal. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. She just said that I have, you I kept recently like... since I since I've moved to this new location, I'm able to actually have more room and display it. So, it kind of makes me happy. And do you understand like the the male energy who passed away from like a cancer connection as well? Like I don't know if there's like That's lung my dad. cancer. Okay. Because no. uh, I, I just thought it was well, it wasn't I? I don't. Okay. I don't know if the lung Not issues lung was with cancer, mom. for sure. Okay. But one of the things that I just kept saying from dad is he wants you to know that it, what you did for him, I don't know if you actually kissed him goodbye or like you were actually by his side when he passed away. Yeah. Um, but I felt as if to be able to say thank you for allowing me to uh, pass with peace and dignity is what he said. Well, it sounds like I did my job. <laughs> you did. Yes. Awesome. Right. I've got only a couple minutes thank to go you. on the show, so I'm going to have to end yeah, this. No, so thank you. Again. I appreciate it. Thank you so thank much you, for Joshua. calling in. God bless. Thank you, Sandra. God bless. All right, Josh, I'm going to try to get you in one more quickie. A quickie. Okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to let you pick. Hmm. Um, we're going to say, let me see, one, two, three, four, five. One through seven. Uh, let's go four and a half. No, let's go four. Two, three, four. Nine, nine, seven, eight, three, seven, three. Are you there? Yes, and I knew I would get picked because Joshua just mentioned about an apology, Father. and he thought it might be the next caller. And yeah. I wanted to know if you could expand on that. What's your name? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. Kathleen's. Um, Kathleen. People call me Kay as a nickname. Awesome. All you, Josh. Okay. So, would, would, and just yes or no to this, but would this come from a male energy? Yes. Okay. Definitely. So, one of the things... Okay, so one of the things, and I don't know if this was a father figure or more of um, 
but for some odd reason, it was just a very a, a strong, I don't want to say uh, sour energy, but I feel as though that they were not uh, supportive, and I feel as if though that there may have been some type of, um, a, not, a, not a abuse, like sexual abuse, but I feel as if there's some abuse that was here as well, and I feel very, very heavy with this. Would you understand that? Do you mean sexual? Um, if you do, say it. Uh, if you mean sexual. I, I, yeah. It, it's just okay. it's a very heavy energy with me, and I, I, I just felt as if there was a lot of abuse here. It's ruined my life that I have two sisters who won't even talk to me and that's all I have left in my family and they don't believe me and they won't talk to me about it they won't talk to me at all oh god I'm so sorry <laughs> it's actually making me cry but I I, I, I I am sorry that it ruined your life but at the same time and I know it's hard because that's family I really believe that this is their prime opportunity to say that they are sorry. And I know that they cannot fix what happened, nor can they fix what's happening now. But I, I need you to understand in your, in your heart and your depth of your soul to be able to forgive them also. At I that was point, only six. He was like 14, my brother. I, and then my other I, brother propositioned me too. So I only had two brothers, but my sisters don't believe me, and now they they haven't talked to me in years. And if, the rest of my family is gone. Uh, did, did the younger brother pass away very unexpectedly or um, very suddenly? Yes. Well, okay. both, of them, I, both of them okay. did, really. Because I don't know if one was more of like a heart attack or one was more of like um, a health the related. The heart attack was the one who molested me when I was a little girl. I'm so yeah, sorry. he had a heart attack on Easter Sunday. Okay. He, you know, one of the things that I, I keep being shown from him, and it's interesting because I, I see how creative you are. He keeps showing me you have. I don't know if you have an actual table full of art or you have a table full. I don't know if you're like a book junkie, um, but one of the things that I keep being shown is how busy you keep yourself. And, and I do feel, though, that there's a lot of happiness that was stripped away from you. And the one thing that I can provide from him, and I know it feels disgusting to hear, but I feel that there's a part of him that just says, I want you to know how not only sorry, but I want you to forgive yourself because there's nothing that you did wrong. And I feel no, as though I that even though you... <laughs> right. But I still, I feel as though that you blame yourself in some way, and I want you to let go of that. And I want you to understand that those sisters, it's not that they don't, that they hate you. I want you to allow them to work through their own grief as well and their own issues as well. But for you, and now is your mom also on the other side then? I believe that that's... Yeah, everyone you know, is. It's only oh, me and okay. my two sisters. Okay. One of the things that your mom just brought up, and I don't know, there's a... There's a, a um, it's funny. I keep seeing an, an M name here. Yeah. One of the things that I, that I, I, I am being shown with her is I, I, I don't know. I don't want to say she cut you out out of everything, um, but I do feel as though that there was like a very right hard turn within your guys' relationship um, that, that like towards sure the end. Not sure what you're saying. A right hard turn. Uh, meaning that that the relationship turned like very very abruptly, like there wasn't like a um, like between mom and you. And it's not that you guys didn't see eye to eye. It's just that I just don't feel as though that she um, 
she wasn't there as much as she was for the other sisters or the other family members. I feel as though that oh, my whole you might have kind of my whole life. You kind of yeah. were that long. So let me tell you something. I, I, I know that you've heard the story of like writing a journal, writing things out, and I don't believe that works for you. I don't believe writing helps you. What I do believe helps you is getting out of the house, and I know that that might be hard. For some odd reason, wherever you live, I feel cold. But one of the things that I, yeah. I want you to know is that I need you to try to do more active things that are related to self-healing, whether that's reading self-healing books. But I want you to know that they are taking this day, this second, this opportunity to say that they're sorry and that their love and what they did on the physical world is separate. Their love is coming through in a way that they don't want you to distinguish them on the physical world and them on the other side. Because I want you to know that this love that's coming through is pure. But I need you to know how much they are there with you and, and, and are protecting you. There's also two dogs on the other side that I keep being shown as well. Yeah, uh, so for I some had two reason, dogs. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Your mom, your mom just says, oh, tell her I have her two dogs as well. So your mom's taking care of them on the other side also. Okay. Oh, wow. Will my two sisters ever talk to me again? You know, I, I can't say for certain, I don't, and I will be honest, I don't see them coming around on your terms. I see them coming around on their terms. But everything is a possibility here because I, I don't see a definite answer. What I see is things kind of, um, you know how branches grow separately, but sometimes they touch in the wind when things blow too hard? That's kind of what I see here is that it, it can take a turn. But what I would do is if you have an address, send them more of a card just saying, I, I love you, I'm thinking of you, and leave it at that. And, I, and, yeah, and even, I call on the, on the phone. Yeah. But the thing is... I used to have a charmed life, and they both would do, and I'm in subsidized housing now after my divorce, and I never lived like this, and I think they look down on me too. But my kids turned well, out good. One's a pharmacy student with autism, and the other is a jazz pianist in the Netherlands. So, you know, I did well <laughs> by my kids, but... And you know what? That's all you can do. Because you know what? At the end of the day, that is your family. You you have to support yeah. your and surround yourself with love and the thoughts of love. And I hope today, if anything else, shows you love. Um, my dad I'm died. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to let it oh, go though. Sorry. sorry. I've got to end the show. Literally, I have like three minutes left before it shuts no, off on me. No, I have daddy's girl, and I just had one question about him. He was the only one I think loved me. Okay. Well, I'll, I, I'll, just, I'll just say this as an umbrella, that they are there with you, and I know that dad might be important to you, but I just want you to know that if, if they came through, because that's what you needed was that healing, he's definitely there. Okay. Okay. Thank you right. so much. I appreciate this reading immensely. Thank you. God Absolutely, bless Kathy. You. God bless you. Okay. Thank you. Can you keep Bye -bye. me on so I can hear? Yes, absolutely. I did that for you. Joshua, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure as always. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do this again. Um, next time maybe we'll do a live, uh, a live thing. Blog talk is crazy to yeah. me. No, it's not crazy, but, uh, um, you know, with all the new technology, maybe, maybe we just want to see each other when we talk instead of talking on the phone now, you know? Uh, um, so, Absolutely. But I have a feeling, uh, I have a feeling that we're going to be doing, doing something together. I just have that feeling, so I'm excited about it for some reason. 
But um, I, I am more than excited. Hey, and just real quick, I just want to say thank you for you know opening up your 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 show, your your heart, um, allowing me to come and uh, share my story and, and the messages. So I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Josh. Also, I know because Colby uh, went and put on there. I know you're doing a demo with her. Can you tell the listeners in the LA area? Yeah. Yeah, first of all, she says hello. Uh, I am doing a show in L.A. with her. It's on March – hold on. my. I need to pull up my calendar because I'm not uh, coherent. Uh, March 26th uh, at uh, 7 p.m. in L.A. There is – excuse me. That's people still coming through. Um, I have – a flyer on my website. Uh, Colby has one on hers. I think it's cyclerebelcolby.com. Uh, mine is askjj.com. Uh, on Facebook, I'm Medium Joshua John. Yeah, that's, that was my next question. So anyone, again, anyone that's looking for Joshua, his uh, website, because it's not on your bio. You, you might want to tag that on there, bud. Um, but I'll just <laughs> okay. maybe the bottom for more info and then put, you know, your website. Uh, but so yeah. it's askjj.com? Dot org. Org. So anyone looking for Joshua readings, you're doing private readings still, correct? Correct, yep. Good. Um, so reach out to him, www.askjj.org. Josh, thanks again so much for coming. And, uh, I know Thank you, you, Anthony. Soon. Uh, um, yeah. And um, have a great night. You too. All right, bye-bye. And thanks again, everyone. Uh, I am back. Uh, sorry I've been in delay uh, for the year, but I'm back next next April. April, oh, God, I don't even know. The first Thursday in April, uh, I'll be back. So I think that's April 6th as I look at my calendar here. Um, again, uh, just really good stuff. Love having Josh. Um, remember his website, askjj.org. And um, thanks again for listening in, everyone for coming, and we will see speak next time uh next week is pat longo i don't know who's on her show uh next week but um tune in next thursday night for pat longo and then the following thursday is uh, Melissa kubias another medium mc and then the following is a uh, um, stacy mckenna which is an awesome transformation coach and then it's, it's just a rotation there and then i'm back there so thanks again everyone for listening in and um have a good night